what the cuss is up this is not just any book club <laughs> bookends or between the chat no it's bookends um hello i am justin and this is my co-host pierce and we both hello. recently watched the movie um the fantastic mr fox which came out in 2009 mm-hmm. yeah mm -hmm. um and i also read the book a while back and um so my order of it was movie, book, and then movie, all within the span of a couple of years of each other. So, um, yeah, today, uh, for this month, uh, in the month of, what month are we in? Oh boy, April, April of 2022 is World Doll Month, which if you don't know who that is, well, I, 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 I never you, read it. You do, book. you do, you do know who that is. You just don't know that you know who that is. Uh, he wrote like a bunch of the books that were that were adapted into the movies that were like our generation and millennials childhoods i mean charlie and the chocolate factory came out in the 60s charlie yeah tr okay so even well i was i was referencing the other movies too when did matilda come out 90s remember in the 90s old. okay it's older now um danny devito produced that movie anyways <laughs> he wrote the stories that were one generation's childhoods and then probably at least one movie per generation has been made since those since all of his books came out i would say bare minimum one that was a part of their like childhood I, that, that sounds that's, right that's accurate that sounds right i don't know enough about these generations to really kick them to uh to argue with that so let's just say for the sake of sure. moving on sure <laughs> um but yeah uh the fantastic mr fox um what did pierce think about it i really liked it um yeah. i immediately looked up a bunch of stuff about it including like the cast which is pretty star studded star studded for an animated feature well that's um, Wes anderson for you right exactly uh and then i also found out that it lost best animated feature to up that year which um do you like the movie up i really do. i i really do like the movie up but i feel like it's it it people say it's it the first 15 close yeah it should have been a lot closer but that was a good year for animation the princess of the frog came out um, and uh, i'm pretty sure there's another movie that came out in the 2009 pretty good year for animation um, and this was like oh, when the animation hit like kind of like a ghetto age because I think this is around the time when Cartoon Network was going like CN real because they're like ah oh, cartoons are going out of style. So here we are, um, and now here we are, a decade more than a decade later, and cartoons should probably come back into yeah. style because hey, people Bob's, like them. Bob's Burgers and in, in, in movie theaters at least because you know two D animation should make a comeback. Even we're not talking about a two D animated movie. But yeah, um, but animation animation is is kind of making a comeback and should Spider-Verse. Let's go Spider-Verse. There have been several like adult animated TV shows that have come out in the past few years. Yeah, they've been animation good. is not just for kids. It's for yeah. it's a medium, not just for everyone a, for everyone. E for um, everyone. Yes. And uh, animation. Um, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Pierce really enjoyed it. I so I watched this movie twice. Um, again, years apart. First time I watched it, I really did not like it. I like I almost hated it. Second mm -hmm. time I watched it, 
Um, and I also swore off Wes Anderson because I'm like, oh man, Wes Anderson's just so quirky. It and that's still <laughs> this is an animated movie about I know, no, an no, no, anthropomorphic no, no. fox. Okay. <laughs> but that's present in all his movies. Um have you seen Isle of Dogs, by the way? I um I've been meaning to rewatch it. I did see it, but I it it was it was situational. I couldn't really pay as much attention as I wanted uh, to. Um, so so I want to rewatch it because I what I was able to pay attention to I really enjoyed. Um, okay. What did what did what did you think about Isle of Dogs? I it had everything I I, I didn't like it very much. I watched it, it in had theaters. Everything you don't like about Wes Wes Anderson. Anderson. Um, he's very idiosyncratic. You know the. I guess we're going to talk about his directing style. Everything is um, shot like in a medium shot. Um, and mm-hmm. it's very symmetrical. Um, and the way that they write dialogue is that it's just very, very blunt. And it's just, it's always off, just a little bit off. Yeah, I haven't seen much Wes Anderson. And I've been meaning to just because, like, he's such a famous director at this point. Um, for, like, you know, modern yeah. age, whatever. For hipsters, uh, yeah. For hipsters, I've been meaning to. I've been meaning to. Um, so you know, I guess this is this is one thing. I know yeah. that I feel obviously this is like this is a Wes Anderson movie, but I feel like because it's also animated. Roald Dahl, it has and animated. It kind of has its own like Identity? separate thing. Yeah, yeah. Like like Isle of Dogs, I do correspond that with Wes Anderson. I don't this as much even though obviously his style is going to be present in it very interesting um but yeah i would assume you're right uh, maybe that's why this is a lot of people's favorite wes anderson movie and the exception to wes anderson haters like me i mean okay i've seen moonrise kingdom i don't like it very much again because it's always so quirky and idiosyncratic and they insist on i i don't know his style is just not for me and i i've tried every single time it's justin has to justify his west and west anderson opinions yeah on... <laughs> no no no. it's either you love it or hate it he panders to a very specific um group of people that will like his movies and the i'm glad that these movies are being made and that they're, mm. they're okay they're not super successful but there are um that they're still being made and that they have an audience and they have a following and they have critical acclaim it's just like every time i watch one of his movies because i always try to give him a chance it's just it just it grates on me there's some parts about it that i really enjoy but the dialogue always kills me it's just like i and how the characters speak and everything that's his directing style if you like it good for you it's just but this movie though this movie's pretty lit um fantastic mr fox um i i don't know um maybe it's just the way that it was i i can't describe what works with this movie um, that the others don't. Um, I think it's because it has a lot more to say about like a midlife crisis. Okay, we're we're both in our twenties, so we can't really talk about our midlife crisis yet. Yeah, no, unless we're living to the age of forty. But it's just um, that it's talking about like these universal themes that you probably wouldn't be watching in a kids movie. Um, it feels like that, that that probably could only be told through animation, obviously because it's about a fox, but like. Mm-hmm. Um, it really uses its medium to its advantage. It, it separates it. It's it's kind of like the best part of, of any fantastical movie where it can talk about what is like a very real and probably very depressing issue for some people and completely separate it from that. 
mm-hmm. and make it like still whimsical and very fun while also heartfelt because you know what issue it really is dealing with. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't really shy away from some of the issues. Um, like probably the most, like the deepest line I've heard in animated, uh, like the most gut punching, I guess, probably the deepest line you can in an animated movie. It's like, I loved you, but I should not have married you. Like, boy, I did not expect that to hear that in a kid's movie. What's the one, what's the one where they're talking and he's like, the Mr. Fox, he's like, um, oh, I need everyone to think I'm the best. And uh, that's also in the same scene. And yeah. That's when they drop the title. <laughs> that I'm, I, that I'm the fantastic Mr. Fox. Yeah. Yeah. No. But um, that, that all, that whole scene is like for a kid's movie is, ooh, it hits very hard. Yeah. And I, I like how um for a kid's movie, again, remember, I know I'm not we're just not disparaging kids movies because like they do have the ability to tell stories, around, you know, they can only be like, yeah. OK, just because it's a kid's movie doesn't mean it's um, refute for uh, ref, not immune of criticism. But um, it's very surprising when on a kid's movie like this has some very adult universal themes um, because I don't know. I, I just like how this movie doesn't wrap everything up in a clean bow. Um, no one's gonna be perfect and doesn't end on a perfect note um like the the protagonist mm-hmm. mr fox he makes mistakes he causes an entire force to be just destroyed and it yeah um and it also kind of refutes the um the idea of being yourself because as he you know tries to settle with his wife um and like tries to um you know basically be subservient to her um and raise a family he's very unhappy um, and, you know, when he tries to, you know, quote unquote, be himself, like in the Incredibles, like, you know, tries to sneak off from his wife, um, it gets him into more trouble. So he can't really. F- the idea is to find a middle ground. Um, and even then, he's just a very flawed person, which, you know, very interesting. Well, and it also kind of goes uh, that kind of goes hand in hand a little bit with with his son, Ash, um, who is trying to live up to the person that his dad is the whole movie yeah um and he gets unfairly but, compared to the nephew right cousin the his yeah his cousin would be like his mom's nephew or something mom's um side. yeah <laughs> uh but he's he's always he's trying to compare himself to his dad the whole movie but uh, they keep saying oh he's like Ashes Ashes a little bit different. Uh and we can talk about like what that means later. Um yeah. but Ash is trying to be a bunch of things that he isn't. Uh and then I mean uh, to be honest at the end when he you know breaks uh Christopherson out of the jail he doesn't do it because he like is able to be more like the people who are perceived as better than him. He does it because he fails at doing that. And yeah. he pushes Christofferson off the side uh, and his cage breaks open and he's able to get him out of there. Yeah. He's imperfect. And sometimes that's okay. Um, sometimes yeah. you can't do something that someone else does, but that doesn't, that doesn't make the, the quote unquote superior person or the person that's better at everything you aspire to be a bad person because he doesn't intend to do inflict all that conflict onto his life. Um, he basically is just like, Hey man, I'm sorry. I still want to be your friend. And I mean, to, I think was he stealing his crush or I, I don't, I don't remember. Yeah. He was stealing his crush. And also his dad was like, 
was like paying more attention to Christofferson because Christofferson mm. was like more athletic. Like yeah. he is. Yeah. Um. Again, it doesn't, the movie doesn't try to sugarcoat anything and say, you know, deep down you can find your inner talent. It's just sometimes you don't have that talent that, you know, some people are looking for and that's okay. Yeah. So sometimes you don't, I, I think we should say sometimes you don't have the thing that that you want from yourself or that other people would want from mm-hmm. you. Um, there probably still is something for you, but it's just don't not worry. going to be like what it might not be what you think it, it will be at all. Um, and I think one other thing that I wanted to say from earlier is that um, the amazing thing about this movie as a kid's movie is that I feel like most kids movies that also appeal to adults appeal to adults through like jokes. It's like jokes yeah. that everyone can find funny or like jokes with like a hidden meaning so that the adults can be like, Oh, ha ha funny. Yeah. Um, and so that way they can pay attention to the movie too. Well, it's really for the kids, but this movie actually feels like it's trying to get something across for everyone essentially um and i and i mean like literally everyone because obviously i mentioned about ash being a little bit different um and you know there's some theories online that that's supposed to be like you know uh, a kid who stands out because they're like I, i think one thing that i saw was trans and i think it's just supposed to be like a like a like an lgbt person in general um yeah like just somebody who is a part of that community um i to me that kind of shows that this film is really trying to get something out there for 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 everybody um rather than just entertain certain people while mm. the movie really is for other people yeah um i i could see that um again um it's like it is what you make of it. Um, plus, this is the, okay. Uh, I know we're jumping all over the place, but um, that ending the, the, with the um, with the wolf, because that's like a rod oh, symbol. Yeah, yeah. What 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 do you? Because that scene obviously symbolizes something. I've looked up what that means. Um, I actually forgot about. it. I feel like I should have looked that up, but um, I don't know. I guess just thinking about it off the top of my head, it's like because um, um, Wes Anderson said that he. Wrote that movie just for that scene which is like that's like the basically it's a summation of the entire what the movie was going so for. it's it's i guess off the top of my head maybe it's supposed to be like a broad acceptance of like the the older part of himself and like the like family man that he's supposed to be mm. like there's they both hold up the fists at the he's very nervous to like come face to face with it and then at the end they both like hold the fists up and then the wolf yeah. like trots off um, uh, yeah, he has trouble communicating with it. Um, mm-hmm. basically, he tries to communicate in different languages, like English and then Latin. None of that works. So he decides it was French. French, yeah, some yeah. kind of language. Um, <laughs> and it's just him looking at his wild side, or like just something that he could never be. Um, mm-hmm. it's just a wolf that it has been not domesticated and doesn't live a life like he does. Um, but they have some form of connection. I'm trying to remember the scene. So he just lifts up his fist and it's just, um, them kind of having some connection, but he ultimately walks away from it and they drive in opposite directions. And I think, um, in the background, um, it was like a winter. It was like, you know, they were obviously in the fall and then 
and the wolf was in the winter. Yeah. Um, I think that's him just come to terms with the fact that he might be growing old. Um, that's another way of interpreting it as well. Mm. So, yeah, because his entire arc was just like coming to terms with his midlife crisis and seeing if he um, is able to accept himself. Yeah, yeah, I could I could see that. Um, I mean, it. I was gonna add something, but it's to to what I said. To but it, you pretty much just said an expanded version of what I said. Yeah, <laughs> I was. I'm. Listen, I'm pretty good at pretty good at media analysis. Not to toot my own horn or anything. Yeah. Hey, ever since starting this podcast, it's our kind of our duty to do that. Yeah, it's kind of like <laughs> the whole thing. Um, every month, at least two times a month. <laughs> yes. Um. um yeah, but speaking about expansion, um, I just want to say, if you're reading the book um, after watching the movie, um, you will notice that this the, the book, or really, they're completely different from each other. Um, mm. and I, I, know, re- I know I read that Ash wasn't in the book, but that's like the only yeah. thing that I... Um, that I well, let's just say like most of the cast isn't in the book. Um, basically, aside from the villains and then Mr. Fox's family um it's just it's just no one um th- and also i really don't like the book like it's actually kind of boring i don't know how this appeals to kids um this is probably a hot take but like basically the book is just like hey we pissed off some of the what is it the factory men let's go dig a hole oh they're catching up with us let's dig to the left oh they're catching up to us again dig down and then they dig into the the, the fox hen, uh the chicken hen and then they dig away from it and i think that's just the end I don't know what the point of it was. Um, there's probably more to it. Maybe I'm, I'm, I'm obtusely describing it, but it's not my you thing. Should, you read the abridged version of a children's <laughs> book. <sighs> probably. Um, and I, I think, I, you know, after I, I watched the movie first and then I read the book and then I was greatly disappointed by the book. And this is like, you know, when I first watched the movie, I just didn't like it. The reason why I didn't like the movie was uh, when I first watched it, because I found the pacing very, very fast and I didn't get attached to anybody. And a lot of the themes didn't really appeal to how old I was, like 12 or 13 when I watched it. Didn't really appeal to me for one for reason. So maybe maybe this movie didn't appeal to kids because it did not do well at the box office, unfortunately. Um, I don't know if kids will love this movie. When I certainly, 13-year-old me did not like this movie. But, you know, coming to this movie like twenty at the age of 22, now, now I'm understanding the nuances of it. Something that was absent in the book. Um, the, the book basically, um, this book walked so this movie could run, is how I'm going to put it. Yeah, I, I will say, um, as far as like kids not liking it, I, I think like it is possible that it would be less enjoyable for kids in general, but I also do think that it does that the movie does a really like a really good job of like making it obvious uh making its themes reasonably obvious. Mm. Um because as soon as as soon as that the conversation that we talked about happened between Mr. Fox and his wife um in the sewers the one that hit really hard. Um, as soon as that conversation happened, I thought back to like everything from before then, like when, like at the very beginning of the movie, when uh, Mr. Fox and his wife are going into like, they're hunting chickens or whatever. Uh, they're like sneaking onto that guy's farm and he's like, Oh, do you want to do this or this? And then she's like, Oh, let's, let's do this, I guess. And he's like, no, that's a 
this is way better yeah. for this reason. Like it, it immediately becomes clear. And so I think like <laughs> I think like this is a movie, honestly, like that maybe older children could could watch yeah. twice and then they would fully they maybe not fully understand, but I feel like you know they might appreciate it older children yeah um but younger children i could see not being very interested in this at all yeah um yeah i i think it appeals to um 12 13 i know i didn't like it when i was 13 years old but like you know it feels to that demographic but they, you know they have that life experience mm-hmm. um and it does have some very prescient themes um that like you know would follow them to adulthood and i i do again i know we talked about this before but i like how it's not so clean cut um the good guys are not necessarily perfect um and i am pretty sure pixar is kind of straying away from that because you know the, i you know yeah I, I feel like we're getting away from the the purely good um heroes um i think in kids fiction don't quote me on that i don't 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 cite me on that but yeah um i i feel like that's something good to, to tell the kids um just like you know not everyone's perfect and that's okay um and i i get this movie is um talking about a midlife crisis but so did the incredibles the incredibles was talking about that and um probably some other movie um up oh, like that came out in the same year like i don't think any kid's gonna relate to an old man losing his wife and wanted to go on an adventure um but somehow it worked and it could only be a kid's movie um because of that which i think that's why animation and i think even through children's media um you can have themes that appeal to kids and adults um and and i think honestly what we'll see as uh as the people who were very very young when like movies like the incredibles came out uh is we're gonna see like this we'll probably see an even stronger nostalgia for it because a movie like The Incredibles or a movie like Fantastic Mr. Fox is dealing with like this very adult like midlife crisis yeah. theme and people who watched that when they were young and didn't it didn't quite they liked the movie but it didn't yeah. quite connect with them they're going to be like for the spectacle right there's going to be like a there I feel like there's going to be this wave of nostalgia coming as we as we get older and the yeah. uh, people our age get older yeah and th- yeah uh, and this movie is very quirky even even now watching it um so when i first watched it i did roll my eyes like i don't know i I know i was trying to go anachronistic because um like they play the beach boys a lot in this movie and i'm like oh and i i do like the beach boys it's just like it does not fit with the aesthetic in my opinion but like it fits within within wes anderson's directing style i i I, that's kind of a weird way of doing it but it's very unique i feel like it worked as a as a an animated i mean well stop motion movie mm-hmm. um it's like I, I i feel like if anything quirkiness really works in animation um yeah because, I guess. because it's a it's such a kind of free not necessarily free-flowing but such a, a medium that you can pretty much do anything you want with yeah um i mean like look at adult cartoons like ed, compared to children's cartoons like, like you can do a whole lot um i was thinking more like like smiling friends uh if you've seen that wow um i did not expect you to reference that but <laughs> i was like it's okay. good it's i did not well i just i just mean like as far as like like it's so out there it's like reasonably abstract but the abstraction mm. is like confined within a realistic space grounded like that yeah. is something that you can only do in 
an animated style really mm. um yeah. and then compare that to like spongebob which is this like cartoon kind of off the wall like, cartoony character that everyone loves yeah um we don't use the c word when we're talking about <laughs> movies like this yeah it's so it's such a broad spectrum and i feel like quirkiness kind of fits yeah. in a lot of different places on it for, for know, animation yeah. It's just this movie's sometimes it gets too again. I have my problems with the movie, this movie because sometimes it gets too quirky. Um, <laughs> uh, Moonrise Kingdom. Um, again, I'm, I'm talking about movies, but like there's so many good parts of the movie. And then there's so many parts where it gets so quirky that I just my brain just cannot handle it. And I'm just like, oh, stop it, please. Um, sometimes this movie gets veers into that territory, but like it's too short for me to really complain. I Yeah. But again, that's just my personal taste. Um, I don't think this is a movie that I hate. I don't think it's a movie I'm going to revisit. But like, this is a movie that I enjoyed watching and I enjoyed revisiting. Um, and I, I don't know. I I feel like there's a lot more to talk about, but it's it's not like um, it's not like a receiving way where it's like it's you no know, within two pages. We can spend an entire episode talking about the themes. It's just. It's good, um, and I liked it for what it is. Um, I think the cast is great. Willem Dafoe's in it. He played the rat, just FYI. Yep. Um, yeah. I didn't even know until I looked up the cast list after, to be honest. Yeah. I, lo- how I, good, I how love how good Willem Dafoe is, I guess. He, yeah. I, I just love how people... Oh, I, I just like... I, I really enjoyed how the animals die in this movie. Just like the X's on their eyes. Oh, and yeah. Like, <laughs> the dogs. I'm like, oh, good times. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't have anything to say. I mean, I don't know if I will be watching any more Wes Anderson because the, the quirkiness always kills me. It, French Dispatch right now is on HBO Max. So if you want to check that out, Fiora and or Pierce, you could. Um, I don't know what the reviews are for that. I don't feel like watching it, but you could. Um, uh, you people, consi- people considered it a Oscar snub if that. I mean, that kind of fills it in a little bit, I guess. They say that for every Wes Anderson movie. Don't listen yeah. to the hipsters. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, but listen, this time... Oh, God, what was that movie that got nominated? Um, uh, the one about, like, the meteorite hitting the Earth. Oh, uh, Don't Look Up. Don't Look Up. That movie did not deserve a nomination. That one is, like, the opposite of a snub. Like, any put any movie yeah. in that movie's place, and it would have been a better pick. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, I'm guessing that that is true. Um, I'm guessing that. Is yeah, true. I'm like, yeah, okay, because like, it's, it's just it wasn't well received by critics, and it also wasn't well received by like normal people. So who yeah. who did it they has, nominate? I think it's it like the lowest rated movie on Rotten Tomatoes to get Best Picture. I think. Yeah, I to, believe uh, so. At least it was it. It definitely was it was that year. Yeah. But I don't I don't know about overall. I would I would guess so because I think it's got like a fifty or something on Rotten Tomatoes. Fifty nine, I believe. Something like that. Um, not best picture worthy. Um, but yeah, I don't have anything else to say. I think we covered all the bases. Um yeah, I mean, this is the best midlife crisis movie crisis movie there is um for kids. Besides the Incredibles. Yeah, yeah I, well I would say so because the Incredibles is a, about a a lot more not to say the, that this movie isn't also but this movie focuses on the midlife crisis for its main character whereas i feel like the midlife crisis for the incredibles is more of a plot device to get it rolling mm. and then it's about yeah. like the family coming together and okay. stuff but 
but but yes, it is also about a, a midlife crisis. I yeah. would just say I would just argue this movie is more yeah. about the midlife crisis. Um, and if you want a fun drinking game, take a shot every time someone says the word "cuss." Yeah. And on that note, and then you'll die. And uh, <laughs> we did not tell you to do that. Yeah, we take our own responsibility. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you do it, that's your choice. We don't we don't recommend it. It's just an option. <laughs> and don't do it with your kids. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Do not <laughs> do the drinking game with your children. Um, anyway, is that it? Should I wrap up? Yes. Let's All wrap right. up on that note. You can find us on, on Twitter at NotJustAnyPod. We will find information on this show as well as our other one, which is uh, Tabletop Board Game, Tabletop Not Role Playing Game RPG. related, if you're interested in that kind of stuff. Um, also, uh, whatever platform you... Uh, uh, I don't uh, know what I'm saying. Whatever platform you listen to this on, uh, please give it a rating, like whatever it is, a good rating. Uh, we really appreciate it. Really would help us out. Um, and next week or this week? Oh yeah, who knows? Yeah, um, is Coming up is our first ever episode in German. No, <laughs> no, I no, I, I read my book in German, but everything else should be in English. I read it in German because I'm learning, and it's a children's book, so I figured it would be a good opportunity to try. But anyways, Auf Wiedersehen, Auf Wiedersehen, Prometheus. Yes, yes.